Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. Uh, she's a U.S. representative, District 5 from the great state of Indiana. It's Victoria Sparts. Victoria, how are you? Good to see you again. Good to see you. Yeah, it's been a while, and uh, since we spoke last, you lit up Merrick Garland. I want to get into that big time. The other day, you said you might be willing to resign if they don't stop the spending. But i got to start with what everybody's talking about, and it's the fact that McCarthy is no longer the speaker, and now you've got two guys that are in the running, it appears to be Jordan and Scalise, some people want Trump to be the Speaker of the House. Just give me your thoughts, your overall thoughts about what went down this week, if you don't mind. Well, listen, I think this is a great example that our party is willing to hold our leaders accountable if they're not able to deliver. I think, you know, we can blame the other side, but until we're able to hold our own leaders, you know, nothing is going to happen. And I think this is very important that we're not cheap. We actually want to govern and want leaders that are willing to win for the people, which is very difficult in Washington, D.C. So I think it was very important that we restore that accountability by allowing motion to vacate, which, which actually Speaker Pelosi took away from her members to be Queen Pelosi. Right. We, a lot of people died too, so we don't have kings and queens. So I think that was important. I agree with you wholeheartedly. People who are freaking out about this don't make any sense to me because in January, you guys voted for this guy. Um, yes, you can be the speaker, but we're going to hold your feet to the fire. And what? did they think that the, the motion to vacate was just a, a, a play, a game somehow? Of course it wasn't. If you don't do what we say and what the American people want, we're going to remove you. It's kind of simple. Right. And when you promise to do something, you, sometimes they're hard, but you need to deliver. That's how leadership is tested. Were you able to deliver with issues that you campaign as a leader on? And unfortunately, we were not. We didn't deliver on the border. We didn't deliver on the debt. And we didn't deliver on passing 12 appropriations that were important for a lot of members understanding that we cannot continue business as usual and we had to start governing and deliver for the people. As a, uh, by the way, it's District 5 Republican, great state of Indiana, Victoria Sparks, and I appreciate the time. Um, I thought, I, I was done. As a conservative American, I was done with McCarthy when he allowed Joe Biden to have an unlimited debt ceiling. When he went there, the argument was, we're going to give you $1.5 trillion, which I thought was too much already. And then he ended up coming back with $4 trillion at least. And then you can actually spend any amount of money you want until March of, of, of 2025. Uh, okay. when, when, that, when, when that happened, were you as upset as I was? Well, listen, I was limit, you know, if I end till the end of next year, but I think he gave him a blank check. Unbelievable. Yes. Even Biden was shocked. I think Biden didn't expect that he would punt that issue because he was afraid to have a righteous fight and win. 
You know, I think he was a good guy. I think he just a symptom and creature Washington DC. And I think by the end of all of this fight, I think he genuinely understood that that we need to do differently. But unfortunately, so I would, was willing to give him another chance. I will honest with you. But some of my colleagues were not. And that's ultimately, you know, that's what government is. You know, you you know, when you do some uh, decisions and you're not follow through, some people uh decided that you don't, they don't go forward with you. So we'll have to yeah. find someone else to go forward with. Have you got a favorite? Do you want it to be Jordan? Do you want it to be Scalise? Uh, could Trump play a role here? What, what are your thoughts about what happens next week? Well, listen, I want to be open-minded. You know, I think it's important, you know, uh, to, you know, both Scalise and Jordan, they're good human beings. That's number one qualification. Do you right. have a good heart and care? That is very important. They're both good human beings. But I want to look also who can have the best strategy to be able to deliver and win against very corrupt fact. Okay, let me tell you. And very tyrannical administration. I don't think people want what they want. They are not delivering, but we have to be much more effective to actually be on the fence and win. And I think I'm going to listen. I'll be open-minded. I don't, you know, just, you know, I know both of them. I work with Jim Long. He's a good American with good values, but ultimately I'm not looking at his values. I want a leader that knows how to win and how to defeat Democrats and their bad agenda and, and deliver for the people and not be afraid and have a strategy. So we'll see how it's going to be. I think yeah. President Trump needs to run for his election. We're about to stop and don't mingle with another branch. That's my personal opinion because he's a lot of challenges, but it's important that, you know, we actually win that race. And I think he's very favored to win one. Ultimately, he needs to win the primary. But also think about it, how we're going to win the general. So I don't think he needs to worry about our branch. We have enough drama here. Yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't think he has any time to do it, to be honest. He's in court, he's on rallies, he's campaigning. So I think he's going to come by today or tomorrow or sometime before next week and speak to you guys just to sort of bring the party together. But I don't think he wants to be the speaker unless it was for a very, a very uh, interim amount of time. Uh, when, it comes, when it comes to this, go ahead. No, I couldn't hear you. I think he has enough drama without us. Yes, I think he should take care of the, the drama away from the drama. I agree with you. It's Victoria Sparts, uh, Indiana 5. She's a great Republican from the House of Representatives. Um, I've, I've got to ask you about um, the leverage that Nancy Pelosi used when she had the gavel. Why do you think that Republicans are afraid to do the same thing? Nancy Pelosi said, I don't care. I'm not going to bring it to a vote, or I'm going to bring it to a vote, and I'm going to use my leverage as the person who controls the money. Kevin McCarthy didn't seem willing to do that. Do you think one of these guys that that's up for it now can do that. Well, hey, her love her. Nancy Pelosi was a top cookie. Okay? Very effective. I to deliver her agenda very well. She was very effective. Unfortunately, it's a bad agenda, but she, she knew how to win, not to blink, how to bluff, and how to attack. Right. Republicans are not as good. Democrats are actually pretty brilliant, unfortunately, in some of these things. Yes. You know, we cannot win if we say, oh, we'll never shut down the government. Or, you know, we'll give you a blank check till the end of the year. Well, he's going to attack. I, Biden doesn't like this. Jeffrey doesn't like this. Schumer doesn't like that. You're not going to win when you come in the position of weakness. You have right. to come in the position of power and show how bad what they're doing for the people. Get people on your side and show the American people what they're up to and put a pressure on them. But it takes work and it takes time and strategy because you can't just send, you know, legislation day or two before the shutdown and expect that somebody is going to be reconciling it. You have to be more strategic and proactive. 
And that's one thing, you know, one thing to fundraise and another things being in defense and doing presentation on TV. Other things is actually win on policy. And I think Republicans have been terrible on this. And I want some new, fresh ideas and leaders there, and I'd be happy to help them to win. And I think that you could be a big help, that's for sure. You know, you have to have 12 different debates on the items that are up. You can't just do it as a big omnibus again. And you've got to be able to dig in. I found it surprising that people on your side, and I'm a conservative, so on my side, like Elise Stefanik, were saying, listen, he passed the energy bill. Well, that didn't lower any prices. In fact, the prices are higher. Yeah, but he passed the bill about closing the border. No, the border is more open than it's ever been. So having these small victories, but that don't have any fruits to bear, that doesn't make any sense. You've got to use your leverage to actually get legislation done, right? Well, of course. And listen, you know, let's just be like honest, you know. A lot of this from many permitted reforms, they ask only a few of them Democrats too, because Joe Manchin wanted them for his campaign, okay? Right. You know, <laughs> no, no material items on the debt were removed. It's just like, you know, we worry about a billion a year and we're boring five billion a day, okay? So they didn't want even the debt commission that I said, at least let's force them to conversation because Chuck Schumer has a lot of New York cartels right him a lot of money so let's just see listen the problems is so material so we have to start doing it but they didn't do anything meaningful in the border and people don't understand there are few times during the year that you can actually force an issue and get democrats to the table and something is going to be actual law we do a lot of messages we can put it in trash that doesn't matter there are a few times a year that you actually can force the other side to, to make laws, and we right. missed an opportunity with spontaneous debt ceiling now till the end of next year, and now the state we just did was appropriations because we were not able to timely to pass them, to get the message, to put right legislation, so we just gave them clean CR with more money than Nancy Pelosi. You know, so we have to be strategic. I felt maybe Kevin now understood more, he a little bit, he never fought like, for issues, he fought, you know, for picture on the wall. It's very different, you know, yeah. fought for yourself to be in position versus an issue. I think he won a little bit in a hard way. So I thought maybe he could try to do a little bit more, but some of my members probably a little bit more <laughs> brutal than I am. I'm a little bit more uh, generous for giving, and giving people more chances because I know how hard it is. But ultimately, we have to win on America. People will lose a lot. District 5 Republican, great state of Indiana. It's Victoria Sparts. You have a slight accent. I can almost tell you have an accent. Uh, you're from Ukraine. And, and that's a, it's a very important place to be from, especially this time of the, of, of our existence. We have so much money going there that we don't really know where it's going. We ask for accountability. You do as well. And nobody will tell you uh, how to account for it. You now have Zelensky that I'm not so sure I, I trust the guy. Um, but I don't want the Ukrainian people to suffer. How do we solve this problem and know that there's a victory somehow in Ukraine without just sending money for the next 20 years? Well, listen, and I appreciate you. We're not sort of on my IT accent. I've been here with Ricky <laughs> and still haven't. But you sound great. Very serious war. And if we don't have another failure, what we had in Afghanistan, it was a huge failure. It was so much money spent, but a lot of Americans died there. But what don't we have another mistake what we've done? We need to learn. And the only way you can win, if you have strategy, you have tactics aligned to strategy and accountability over the another branch you know this is the only way when i question accountability last summer you know i was dragged through mart like pro putting oh my gosh pro putting pro crownlet i was i couldn't believe how many hit pieces from all of the sides i'm right. like my gosh congresswoman question accountability 
this is actually programming not to have accountability because you deal with a very difficult government with a lot of bad records. So I think yes. accountability is key when you deal countries like that and strategy is key. And make sure that American people understand what's happening and American people are generous, but we're not fools. You know, we need to understand what's going on and Congress needs to know what's going on. Like, look at his last package. For 24 billion, he was asking Biden on the five we're going specifically earmarked for Ukrainian weapons. I said that we were already gave over 100 billion to Ukrainian army, the whole army would have been won. So yes. where the money go? Which country? Which causes? It's like a slush fund. I, I actually have a amendment, you know, I had an NDAA just pass the house. I hope it will make it to show which countries and which companies receive this money. We want to see. We need to make sure what's happening with the money. So I think it's a very fair question to have Inspector General too, because that is actually not just in the interest of American people, but also in the interest of Ukrainian people. Well, yeah, exactly right. And, and, and uh, you know... I don't know what a victory looks like. For 20 years in Afghanistan, you could ask every person in government, hey, what does a victory look like in Afghanistan? And everybody from Obama on down, even Trump on down, nobody knew what victory looked like. Do we know when Ukraine wins or when this war is over? I mean, something has to be, okay, we're going to give them money because we want this to happen. But nobody ever says what this is. Well, we need to have a strategy and what is the strategy is, right? It was very different because we personally engaged in Afghanistan yeah. and it was a different situation. So which were our goals? And I think we achieved some of the goals, but rebuild a nation that's never should be in our national interest or priority. Nations right. only build themselves. That was a stupid idea. For us to pull out and not have any presence, even to have a base that could be very important for us, you know, to do some very, you know, uh, important operations with some people that not pretty much bad, very bad people that trying to harm our country in that region, right. that actually could have, should have been considered too, you know, but ultimately we had a terrible pullout, we have abandoned some of their lives, it was terrible, you know, the situation is Ukraine is a little bit different, Ukraine also the country that, you know, after Soviet Union fell apart, it was third largest nuclear country after United States and Russia. We actually signed a piece of paper saying, you know, we will be, you know, give assurances of territorial integrity in exchange right. for giving up weapons, nuclear weapons, which was, would be deterrence for Russia. So there is a little bit more. We don't have guarantees, but we have some commitment because, you know, our countries like China is going to Russia, going to say, now you see, Americans abandoned Afghanistan allies, Americans abandoned Ukraine, you stay with us. Right. You know, we might be oppressing you, but if we won't give you money, corrupt governments, you'll be in a good shape. And that's why they're taking all the Africa and South America and trying to do Europe, you know. But So it will start undermining our standard and our standard national interest. So then it's important for us to say we stand with the lies, we demand accountability, and our industry better be careful because, you know, we are not, we're a very powerful country and don't screw with us. And I think yeah. that's one thing that Trump was good on foreign policy because he would come and people would never know what he does. He was right. going to give weapons to Ukraine. Obama gave blankets after, you know, Putin invaded Crimea. And he was tough. And you never know what he's moving. That's actually very good. Peace to It's a great deterrence. And what well, it is. It was very good.
Well, that's what Trump did. He dropped a bunch of bombs on Syria, and everybody went, oh, boy, we better stop. He decimated ISIS. And, and getting rid of Soleimani in Baghdadi, al-Baghdadi, that was a big deal because that, the entirety of the Middle East was scared of the guy. And he wasn't, they weren't going to do anything. Russia didn't do anything. North Korea didn't do anything. Suddenly you get this weak guy in office, and everybody's invading everywhere, and everybody's you know, showing off their nuclear weapons. I hope that we find out what the resolution looks like in Ukraine sooner than later because a lot of Ukrainians, hundreds of thousands, are dying. And I don't know that, they, that, that, that they're doing any better against Russia, even with all the money that we're sending. I, I want it to end because I don't want the death to continue. It's Victoria Sparta, Indiana 5. One last question before I let you go. Just today, the Biden administration that said no more border wall ever, not one more foot of border wall, suddenly says we have to follow the law and build more border wall. Give me a break. They haven't followed the law for two and a half years. They have to do this for political reasons now, don't they? Well, of course, they see that you have, you know, mayor in New York now and some governors, Democrats, are now, like, getting really alarmed by this situation, you know, and they have to feel to do something. But I think it takes more than the wall. It takes a while to build the wall. I think we have very failed policies at the border where we have asylum procedures pretty much fraudulent. People take advantage, cartels making yes. a lot of money on that. We have to do that. We have to limit the power or parole powers of this administration that they are abusing that, never given by, you know, Congress to them. So I think we need to tighten some legal frameworks that's been abused by this administration. So it to take much more serious approach. We do need to hold those on walls. It helps to control them, but we need to eliminate perverse incentives to a lot of desperate people become also enslaved to cartels and incentivize them to come into our country and not let Border Patrol to be able to control the border. Effectively, is that you can have a lot of bad people now cut cross, cross our border, which has become a serious national security risk. I couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm here in Texas, so we see it firsthand. I appreciate what you just said. Now, they're knee-jerk reacting. They have to build the wall in some areas because they can't control it, and they're basically admitting that they can't control it. I've got about 30 seconds left. You're not going to resign, are you? You're not going to step down because of spending, are you? Listen, I have to regrow, but if I have a team to win, because I, I, a lot of times I'm on moving standing, you know, but I, it takes a little bit more us to, to win this war. So we'll see how these things are going to shake out, you know, if I feel I can bring value, it is a great honor, but I want to deliver. I don't want to waste my time and be a talking head. I need to make sure we can govern. I think you bring a ton of value, and I think next week is going to tell the American people a lot. And I know that you'll be on the team to cut spending, lower taxes, lower regulation, and make sure you protect freedom. It's Victoria Sparts, uh, Indiana 5, a great Republican from the great state of Indiana. Thanks a million for coming on. We've been trying to do this for the past couple of weeks. I'm glad we finally got it done. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Really glad to talk to uh, Representative Sparts, S-P-A-R-T-Z. Go follow her everywhere. She's doing a great job for Indiana. She did light up Merrick Garland. I didn't have time to even bring it up. We had so much other stuff going on. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you go follow her everywhere. And she's a real fire plug. She's going to be great in Congress. I hope she doesn't resign. She was like, I'm going to resign if we don't stop the spending. No, no, no. Don't resign. Um, keep it here. Another big hour coming your way. We've got Dr. Azara Kadibi. She's from California. She fought a law in California that was restricting the freedom of speech of medical professionals. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.